Hello and welcome back to the podcast. This is going to be the first episode in our new Q&A series. So I would love to gather popular questions once a month from you and have them answered all right here on the show. So we did a question box over on Instagram for you to submit your questions and to also have a place to ask for specific advice, what you're going through, what you're needing, how I can help you, etc. So if you haven't already followed the podcast page on Instagram, be sure to go do so right now before the episode starts. That way you don't miss the next window to submit any questions for the next month. Each episode, the topics are going to range depending on the questions. But for this episode here, we talk about what social anxiety is and how to navigate that, what a life audit is, the story behind the podcast and why it was created, my biggest regret that I personally have made in my life, why I don't like using the word fine, and so much more. So now that you're following the podcast page on Instagram, let's get into this fun episode. Hi, hello, and welcome to the Energetically Her podcast. I'm Kayla Linghoff, entrepreneur and women's coach, and I will be your host for this podcast. So I am so excited that you are here. And if we haven't connected yet, either over social media or in person, welcome. I have so much gratitude that you're here. This podcast is going to go over so many things from mindfulness, mental health, finding your purpose, manifesting your ultimate reality, and so much more. So my mission is to inspire, guide, and lead you into becoming the best version of yourself and having the life that you want. I am so excited. Let's go ahead and dive in with his first question. So this person wrote, hi, I get super anxious and I sit in my car a long time before going inside the grocery store or seeing friends or sometimes when I come home. Is this normal? So I would say that it's increasingly becoming more common and I don't like to label things, but this could be a possible side effect or a symptom or a sign of having social anxiety. And a lot of it can come down to our history. Like if we've been bullied, we may have this fear of being judged by other people, or we may be someone who feels very sensitive around different people and different environments. Uh, We could also just not feel safe in our body and be in chronic fight or flight mode. And that alone makes it really hard to step out of your like your pattern or like what you've been doing to be able to do something else instead. This personally actually happened to me a lot a few years ago. I could go run an errand and I would go park in the parking lot and I just sit in my car and I could not for the life of me get out. And the longer I sat there, the worse it got. And the only thing that I found during that period of time that would actually help me would be to just really incite to myself, like, you are safe, like, you are okay, you are safe, it's okay, and just kind of bring the body back down into a neutral position. When we are in fight or flight mode and we have our hormones and adrenaline and stuff going, it's trying to, like, prepare you for a bear, but, like, you're just going to go grab dinner a lot of times, and that's, like, where anxiety can come from, so... If you're someone who is dealing with this now and it sounds like that you are, um, maybe journaling would be a great option for you to kind of figure out maybe where this is coming from. Uh, It could be environmental. It could also be to the people that you're around. Sometimes our body is so, I mean, our body's always smart, but our body and our mind does not want us to be around low vibe people or in bad environments, or if we can feel something bad's going to happen and it's really, really intense you know, a lot of times it's spot on. So maybe just lean into more about how you're feeling and trust your own feelings, trust your gut, trust your instincts, 
And not all like anxiety is bad. Your body has these capabilities to protect you, to keep you safe, to, you know, get you away from a bear in the instance that that ever happened to you. So just be a little bit kinder to yourself. When I was struggling with this, um, I would be kind of harsh to myself and it would actually make it worse to where I wouldn't get anything done and then it would just kind of throw me off kilter. So that would be my advice for you with social anxiety. And if you want to go any deeper on this or if you have any further questions, you can always like DM me on Instagram. All the questions that get submitted are anonymously and they're all like kept anonymously. So if anyone needs any further help with anything or wants me to you know, explain even further from their question, just reach out and I'll be happy to do so. Okay, moving on to question number two, this person asked, what made you create the podcast and why? So I love this question. I don't believe I've even actually shared this before. So this is going to be very fun. I created the podcast out of a place where I never thought I would have a show. I never wanted to have a show. It was never a goal of mine, a dream of mine. I never saw my friends creating them and being like, oh, I'm going to go make one too. I was super happy for them and always really supportive and cheering them on like I always am. But it just never really, I don't know, just didn't really come to my fruition of that I should have a show or that I should make one. But all of that changed the beginning of this year. For those of you that don't know, I used to be in real estate. I used to have my own dog business. I was in customer service for a super long time too. I really just enjoy helping people and I'm very good at solving problems and like having different perspectives and insights. I always was that person that people would go to for advice or help. And I love it. It just comes so natural that it's just like a God, it's a God-given talent and gift. And with gifts and natural talents and abilities, I always thought that if something was easy, then, oh, I must be missing something or this totally is not for me, or I must have just done that completely wrong. And when I was growing up, I had the idea that I saw from other people that work had to be hard and you had to work long hours and you had to sacrifice so much. You had to just really suffer for what you wanted and nothing came easy. And the whole like money doesn't grow on trees thing was really embedded into me from other people and my environment and how I grew up. So it wasn't until I realized that I had truly been putting a blanket over everything I'm good at and masking my purpose. I was trying to make myself into something that I wasn't and constantly dimming my light, constantly playing down my strengths and my abilities and my gifts because not everyone understands them, right? Because I do think differently. And with being specific and individual and having different things you can do, When you have very few people that can relate and understand, you tend to think that you're just an outsider and so you downplay them even more. I was always just in the realm of, oh, well, like this is only what's possible for me. I just need to keep going with this stuff. And I was getting results, but I was working so, it was like pushing a round peg into a square hole. Like it was just not working. I mean, you could kind of, but like not really at the same time. It was so much effort and force. And that's what I really realized was the whole coming into alignment. I thought that was just BS. Like I'll be honest, I would see people talk about that. And I was that girl, I would roll my eyes. I totally would roll my eyes because I was like, good for them. I love that for them, but I don't really understand that. I never took it upon myself to actually ask one of those people, like, what do you mean by that? I feel like I have to work hard. Once I realized what alignment was, when you step into 
being more open and accepting of who you are, learning more just about yourself and the possibilities that you have and the capabilities, you can accomplish anything. You can do anything. And some of the best ideas come to us when we're not expecting them, when we weren't ready, when we weren't thinking about it, when we had no idea that it was going to happen. We had no just inclination that could even exist or was possible. And so the podcast is such a beautiful, beautiful just gift and experience. And I just thrive and I love recording so much and how much the show has grown in a short period of time along with all of our listeners. I truly live out my purpose through this podcast and through everything else that I'm doing because I'm able to help you and I'm able to use what I'm really, really good at and it comes naturally to me. And a lot of times we get scared from our own potential and we're like, what if it doesn't work? What if we try this and it fails? What if it crashes and burns in front of everyone? Like, what are people gonna think? I threw all of those ideas, thoughts, beliefs out the window. You know why? Because it's my life and I get to create anything that I want. Same with all of you listening. You are the main character of your life. You have all the power, all the resources. You have the drive. You have whatever you need inside of you to make things happen. So that's basically how the podcast was created. It was just me getting out of my own way. And when we open ourselves up to just being open to new ideas or, you know, expanding ourselves beyond our comfort zone and our wildest dreams, we have things come to us that before would have never happened. And it just flows so effortlessly because we are just following our intuition. We're following the guidance. We are allowing ourselves to be aligned for the first time and who knows how long. And that's basically how it felt with the creation process. Okay, next question is, what is your biggest regret in life? Ooh, this is a deep question. I like this. So my biggest regret, I would say, would be trying to be so fiercely independent for so long. Growing up, I was always like let down from like family, friends, And I just didn't really feel like I could trust anyone or rely on people very often. Uh, If they weren't doing what they said they were going to do, I totally just did not credit them for anything and I would never ask them for anything or think that they would hold a promise. And so growing up like that, it made me be like, well, if you want something, you're going to have to do it yourself and you're going to have to make sure that you have your own back. And it created a like scarcity mindset to where I had a really hard time trusting people for a long time. I found it really difficult to ask for help. And even like going through therapy and stuff for 20 years, there was still stuff that I would hold back from my therapist. And it's like, why? You could tell her anything, you know, she's open. She knows she likes you. She trusts you. She's there to help you and be part of your support system. And you have such a good relationship with her because we were so close. We would just go back and forth. And if I could just hear our conversations, if we could have a way to play them back, they would be amazing to put on a show or something like the stuff we would talk about. But I found it just hard to be fully open. And part of that, like hyper-independence comes from childhood and being abandoned and being let down constantly. But it also can come from not accepting part of ourselves. 
and not being open to ourselves and avoiding parts of us that we don't like or parts of us that we find are shameful or that we we feel guilty about or having things happen in the past that you feel bad about still or having bridges that have burned with people that you wish you could have saved the friendship or whatever that was. And so there is no such thing as a healthy hyper-independence. We are humans. We are born to coexist with each other. We're born to help each other. That's why we're all different. And it's normal to have people in our lives that are better at certain things than we are and vice versa, right? There's things that you're amazing at that other people just can't do like you, right? Because they're not you. So if you find yourself being hyper-independent, it's most likely from a trauma response and we all love you. I love you. Like it could be something that you learned from your environment and be kind to yourself. Maybe ask yourself, you know, are there parts of you that you aren't accepting or you're not open to, or is there things in your reality right now that you feel unsafe around? Is it people? Is it environments? And what can we do to make them safe or to remove them if they're not safe? Or what can we do to put you in a different position, whether it's physically, mentally, spiritually? How can we get you to feel safe, to ask for help, and to be able Uh, to have a support system and to have people around you that love you and have your back and where you can feel vulnerable with. Moving on to the next question, this person asked, what is a life audit? I've heard you talk about this before on the show. Yes. So I did also an episode with my friend Alex or Flip on her podcast, and I did explain what a life audit is and how I created one for myself. And that was a really pivotal moment for my transformation. So what a life audit is and what I like to, you know, generalize it with those terms is I basically went through my life category by category to figure out what wasn't working. I was tired of feeling stuck. I was tired of the same results, the same patterns and habits and where I was going. And I kind of felt like I was just spinning my wheels. So I broke everything down into categories of like relationships, what I was doing for work, family, friends, my habits, my environment, my goals, my mindset. I really broke everything down so specific that I could. And then on a few different pieces of paper, I would write down what I wanted in my life, what I wanted my relationship to be, who I wanted my friends to be, how I wanted to feel, how I wanted to look, where I wanted to live, my environment, etc. And I was like so specific. And you could also say in a way that I was scripting my reality. I actually have found an old journal I I think I have most of mine, but I found an old one the other day and I was like scripting, you know, living in Arizona and like having a pool in the backyard and having palm trees and having it be sunny and, you know, being really healthy and like all these things. And it's come, it's come true because I was so just, I was so strong in my belief that it was going to happen. I was saying no to my current reality so hard that it had no other way but to change. Like when we go all in on something, it has no other option. Like because you've already convinced yourself, you're already admitting that energy, you're already shifting your intentional actions and your thoughts, and they're all going to align to where you want to go. So get really clear on where you want to go is like my big tip. Because if you don't know where you're going, how are you supposed to put in to your GPS your directions? You can't. You're gonna just gonna go drive around in a circle. 
And that's kind of how I felt for so long. And so with a life audit, I, I have a whole workbook on this, but I felt also like really, really stuck in my purpose. And if you want that free workbook, it'll be linked in the show notes for you. Just put in your email and that's how it gets sent out to you. But it's completely free. It's like 10 pages. There's a lot on there. And it's something that I wish I would have had a long time ago. And it really would have just helped me not feel so stressed and overwhelmed and like pressured to figure this all out on my own. And actually, one of the best things that happened right after I finished that life audit, like of me just brain dumping everything and having my ideas and everything tangible just on paper in front of me, I started meditating every day. And that was something that was very new to me. I had never meditated before. I had heard about it on socials. A few people that I knew that were like really big into yoga were doing it. And I started to do that every day with an app from my phone and it totally changed everything. It was a way that I could commit to myself every morning, show up for myself and just that resilience, just like that, you know, commitment to myself and the confidence that it built was worth everything. And I started with five minutes, but now even I can meditate for three or four hours and I I obviously go into like a deep, deep state in the places, the realms I go, that's a whole nother episode. But it's so cool to know that when I was kind of at one of my lowest of lows, that is when one of the most best tools came into my life because I was just like, all right, something's got to change here. And when we're tired of our own ways and our own stuff that's not working, we're so much more willing to just jump in with both feet into something new. And that's exactly what happened. And so I I love that. I thank myself so much. And that really helped build a lot of my confidence and just give me the idea to really commit to anything. If you can do this for five minutes a day, you could really do anything. If you do what you say you're going to do, you are completely invincible. Okay, next question. Someone asked, biggest red flags in a guy. I would say the biggest red flags would be if your body or your gut or your intuition is telling you that they're not right for you, that's one. Like they don't have to do anything. They don't have to say anything. They don't have to look anywhere or look a certain way. If your body is rejecting them to be in your space, then that's an automatic no. A lot of us think like, oh, it's butterflies. Oh, I'm just like, I'm nervous. I'm anxious. But I don't think that butterflies actually are what we think it is. I think it's our body being like, "Mm, we're really uneasy. Like we don't like this person. And even if you don't have any logical proof or reasons to why, you don't need them. You don't need any reason or anything to look at to agree with your body or to to agree with yourself. And that's a big one, even for friends, even for anyone in your life. If you feel uneasy, something is up, like energy doesn't lie, trust that feeling. Other red flags I would say would be having someone not be well at communicating and not wanting to listen to you or interrupting you, talking over you, and just dismissing like your opinions or what you're wanting to say and not really wanting to see things from a different perspective. Or if you're saying something that doesn't agree with what they're saying, you know, they make a big deal about it. Like that just doesn't really work. And communication is such like a basis for everything else. So that's a really big red flag because that's going to affect a lot of like your experience and how you feel and how you think when you're around that person. Another one I can think of is if they tell you all their exes are crazy because for one, we know everything is a two-way street. There has to be something, some give or take in some way. And also, is that how they're going to talk about you if you break up with them or if they break up with you? Like you don't want to be made out to be a crazy person when you're probably not. 
And a lot of times when they think that they're really downplaying their responsibility in whatever happened, and they're not wanting to have anything put on them, they want to have a scapegoat to, oh, I'm just this innocent person. They were all crazy. But from listening to Kayla talk, like from listening to the podcast, we know that, you know, what we feel internally is what we attract. So what was in him? What crazy was in him to to attract these crazy women, right? And then if there's that still in them, how are they attracting you? Like, what are they bringing you into? Or like, how are they drawing you in if, you know, the exes were so crazy and you're somehow like so different from them, right? So it's something to think about. I had uh, a guy that I dated quite a while ago tell me that like, oh yeah, like they're all just crazy. Like I, you know, I have no contact, whatever with all of them. And I was like, oh, interesting. That's, that's really interesting. But now looking back after we broke up, I was like, yeah, you are unhinged. And you know, they, they may have had their own stuff. Of course, everyone does, but it was more so of like, you can't even see that how responsible you are for what's going on. And it's not going to be put up with anymore. Next question is, where are you from? So I am from Idaho um, and I currently live in Arizona now. I moved here last year and I was born and raised, no siblings or anything, but through me growing up, I loved to do stuff outside. My nickname was Buggy because I loved to play with the bugs and just be outside, like watch the birds. I loved nature. I loved animals. And I was able to like adopt a a little kitty when I was, I don't know, four or five. And that cat was like my best buddy. I would like put my little feather boa, like I'd dress her up and like we would take pictures and it was just a good time. So I grew up in Idaho, a lot of nature, a lot of just stuff you can do. And it's not just potatoes. It's not just what a lot of people think. There's a lot there. And that's really beautiful. There's a lot of stuff that I still haven't actually seen or experienced myself. A lot of waterfalls and pretty mountains. And there's a lot of hiking and different reservoirs. Okay, last question. Someone asked, what is the best way to move forward in my life? Okay, good question. Without having any context of where you are or what you're doing, I would say let's think about what directions are we going to plug into the GPS? Where is our destination? Where are we headed? What do you want your life to look like? What in your life right now do you want to change? It sounds like doing a life audit might be super beneficial for you. And with that, know that you have a lot of tools and resources at your fingertips to use at all times. You have books, you have podcasts, you have, you know, mentors. There's so many different types of healing techniques and ways you can work on your personal development. There's a lot of stuff you can do to assist you with making the changes and feeling better and feeling confident and having anything that you need in front of you to be able to use at any time. And once you're clear on that and you're doing like the inner work and you're taking aligned action, it'll all just unfold how it's meant to for you. And to move forward, it sounds like that maybe you feel like you're stuck and just know that you're never stuck. A lot of times we get overwhelmed and we get still. Like we don't know what direction to go and we don't want to make a bad mistake or, you know, make the wrong decision. But the only mistakes and the regrets that we're going to have are the ones that we don't make. If we don't try it, we'll never know. And we can't sit back and teeter-totter between wanting to do it and then not doing it and then wanting to do it, but yet we don't do it. You just have to commit to something. You either stay where you are 
or you make a change. And for me, like when I was kind of in this predicament a long time ago, I was like, well, it can't get any worse than where we are right now. Like we're at the, like rock bottom. Like I was struggling really bad. I was like, it can't get any worse. So what's the best that could happen? And with having that mindset, you almost can just have a more like lighthearted approach of being like, okay, I'm making changes. I'm moving forward. From now on, we are going to be, you know, the best version of ourselves. We're going to work on these things that we want to, and we're going to take it one day at a time and it's going to go great. Thank you to everyone who submitted your questions or when you were looking for advice. I loved being able to answer these for you. I really like this style of podcast episode. So let me know if you enjoy these and doing them once a month, I think would be a great way to have one place for all the questions to be answered. And I can really just give you personalized help and advice for what you're going through. And this was so much fun. So if you found this valuable and helpful, be sure to share the link with a friend or someone in your family who would love the show as much as you do. And if it feels good to take a screenshot and post your Instagram story, I would love that. I always try to repost them and I really do appreciate all your love and support. And my goal always is to have you leaving the episode feeling inspired, energized, and one step closer to becoming the version of Energetically Her that you want for your life. So if you have any podcast ideas that you want to see upcoming, let me know over on Instagram. And yeah, I hope to get to more questions next time when we do this again next month. And don't forget that you're amazing. You're incredible. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe and leave a review for the podcast, either on Apple or Spotify. Reading those ratings and reviews means so much to me. And I appreciate you taking a few moments out of your day to go ahead and do that. And thank you all so much for listening. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your week. And until next time, we'll see you on Tuesday. Bye.